Did you know that you are wonderfully weird? You've been created to be as unique and one-of-a-kind as your fingerprint, fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of God. My name is John Waters, and over the next few minutes, Drake Hunter, senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and author of the book Wonderfully Weird, now available through Westbow Press, will help you learn more about your own wonderful weirdness. Now, Wonderfully Weird Living. Well, it is our pleasure once again to be with you here on Wonderfully Weird Living. I'm your host, John Waters, and pastor and author Drake Hunter back once again this week. Hello. Hello, and good Tuesday. Are you over the jet lag yet? I I finally feel good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It takes a, a while to get yeah. past that. It's hard to, you know, you wouldn't think it'd be that big of a deal, but it takes a long time. Yeah, I was a little concerned last week, but, uh, you know, I, I re-listened to that podcast and it wasn't as, as dramatic as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, and getting back into uh, the regular routine uh, helps a lot too. Yes, that's true. And and that's where I'm at in life too. I, I do appreciate my routines. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, part of that back in the routine is uh, you were back in the pulpit, so to speak, uh, on Sunday, presenting the message and uh, a great topic, uh, one that is uh, widely misunderstood and so desperately needs to be understood, and that is the topic of empathy. And I want to set this up by, uh, we've talked in the past, Drake, about the three main spiritual needs that people have, Uh and the first of those is understanding. The second one is togetherness, being with God and with others. And then the third is influence. But empathy, uh, that's understanding and and being able to understand each other at a deeper level. Yeah, and and that's exactly right. Where uh, are we leaning into truly understanding, uh, first and foremost, God, but then also our neighbor in a sense that we can truly understand and empathize with that person or together in a sense of our marriage, uh, perhaps in our families or whatever that might be, even as a church, uh, because oftentimes we we miss the opportunity, and God gives us so many different experiences and opportunities to do exactly that, to truly be disciplined or have that self-control and lean into understanding or empathy. Well, and I've heard people say, well, I don't have the gift of empathy. That's <laughs> not a gift. It's a learned trait. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and with you know my work, my personal ministry, where I, I truly lean into different personalities, they say only 6% of, of people uh, actually have uh, that strength or that gift of empathy. Uh, but without self-control with, with those 6%, they also struggle because what happens is they over-empathize or something crazy happens in relationships with feelings and, and listening and whatever their interpretation might be. So we all have work to do when it comes to empathy and understanding. And, and of course, that's exactly where I went on Sunday with it, because we must do everything, as the Bible shares, to get understanding. Well, let's, uh, let's set up the, uh, as part of understanding empathy, there's a lot of confusion that uh, between empathy and sympathy. <laughs> yes. And as we've talked about with, weak, with meekness, you know, just because the word meekness sounds like weakness doesn't mean they're the same That's thing. That's right. Just because empathy and sympathy sound alike, yes. they're not the same thing, although many times they get lumped in together. Yes. When I think of sympathy, I think of the great commandment, because the great commandment says to be with 
God. Uh, and, and that is a command that we are always to, that, that is to be our, let's say, atmosphere, to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul. And the second command is to love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, and so, in, or excuse me, the sympathy, that first part uh, or the root word, if you will, especially if you go to Greek, you'd see that it just it says with. And we are to be with God and one another always. But then where the, as you shared earlier, that discipline comes in, we must have the ability to, to be in it or to be in with other people as well. But we also have to have the ability to get out of it. Uh, and so that would be empathy. And then we're intentionally seeking God's kingdom or seeking that empathy so that we can truly understand at a deeper level, uh, perhaps with our spouse, with our kids, with if you're a coach like myself or a counselor, you're leaning into that and using that skill as a person, as a leader, to truly gain understanding and empathize. And when we do that, John, I think you realize this, I know you know this, is when when you lean in and you're with somebody, you're now bonding with them. That's mm-hmm. known as togetherness. That's where that mm-hmm. second uh, spiritual need is is required. So, with without the understanding or an empathy, it it is impossible to have togetherness, which is that second spiritual need. And of course, that's exactly what we're after. We want to bond with God and our neighbor. Of course, with discernment and all that as well. Right, exactly. Well, let's get deeper into empathy. The uh, the core verse you used on Sunday, of course, uh, from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 8, That's right. uh, where Jesus says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And you spent some time, and, and I hadn't really thought about this before, but you spent some time Sunday morning talking about the importance of one little two-letter word in, <laughs> that, uh, in that particular uh, verse, and that's the word in. Yes, and as I shared earlier, that in is just that first aspect of, of the word empathy. In, you know, you're in it with that other person, or you're in it, uh, blessed or happy are the pure in heart. Well, that means we have to be in our heart and understand our feelings. Most people truly do not understand their feelings. Well, if you don't understand your feelings and you are to empathize with others, it's it's an impossible uh, impossibility again because when you don't know what feelings are, uh, then you cannot relate to the other person because you're not even relating with yourself, really, in how God has designed you in those feelings. And, of course, in, in our culture today in, in America, uh, you know, especially, uh, I'll say men, we're taught to oppress those feelings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your heart is to, to truly be suppressed in a way that, you know— you you know the John Wayne approach, right, right. Uh, you know tough love and uh, you know I just I just disagree with with that conversation, especially in the church because so many people in the church, especially on the conservative side, have been taught feelings are are wrong. And of course, as as we get into it today, uh, as we know that the heart, you know, part of the trigger for our heart actually is feelings. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, uh, leaning into that in, because if we miss that, and that that word would change, or that preposition, whatever, would change, uh, it changes the whole verse. We have to be pure in heart, then we will see, uh, see God. Recall the question I asked, do you see God? Right. And of course, most do in the sense of a subjective understanding, but with that question, I was being objective. 
who you truly see God, and you have to have empathy for the other to truly see God uh, in that infinite realm rather than in that finite realm that's, that's in you. And so both work together. So how important is, is that empathy, along with sympathy, to understand that so that you truly see God in his reality and not our own little reality? So let me ask you this question uh, going along with what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so then do we have to, I guess I'll say, have empathy for ourselves first before we can have empathy with other people as far as uh, getting our own our own feelings, examining ourselves, as you said on Sunday, examine ourselves fearlessly and, and really yeah. looking at ourselves and being in uh, our own heart first and then be able to reach out to others. Well, that's what the Christian faith is all about. And first and foremost is Yes, because that the word is synonymous with understanding. You must understand, first and foremost, how God created you and that he is the creator and he designed you with a purpose and you must understand what that purpose is. Many uh, can connect with their identity mm-hmm. with that, but you need to get in your purpose so that that can work together where you can truly then be uh, that whole person that then faces God with true understanding and who you are. And then from there, we develop our character based on those Christ traits that we develop through through that relationship with God and others. And then we truly put understanding in place. And as we do then, then we can lean or turn to others and then we want to be equally yoked with them and, and give them, teach them, uh, be a model, teach them, and be active in that. Well, and it would seem to me like until we truly have that understanding of ourselves, we would be um, maybe more uh, prone to uh, projecting yes. onto other people rather than actually being in their situation you know with them we would project our own onto them yeah walking in their shoes right right and so you know john i remember when when understanding became a revelation in my life now before that happened under in understanding how important empathy and understanding is my life verse was uh, galatians 110 for do i now persuade men or god or do i seek to please men for if i yet please men i should not be a servant of christ but when i learned this i changed my life verse that's still a great verse mm-hmm. however now it's proverbs 4 7 and i used that in the message on sunday because i was hoping people will connect to that because it says this the beginning of wisdom that's insight for living is this get wisdom though it cost all you have get understanding and when that verse became real in my life everything changed been about 15 years ago now where i'm either in it or i'm not and so it was this verse when when i truly understood what empathy and understanding was in the sense of wisdom and everything that goes with that boy i leaned into it and and it led me to exactly where i'm at today with the ministry there at the church my personal ministry with wonderfully weird and and four-dimensional living uh if it was not for that particular verse and truly going after understanding and it if it cost me all i have fine that's fine because we understand this when you don't have understanding you're not fulfilled Mm -hmm. and so i took this 
particular verse, Proverbs 4, 7, word for word for word and applied it to my life. And, and it really gave me then the, the ability to go after that fulfillment, that peace, the promised land. Because if you're going after understanding one pebble at a time, as Proverbs 6, 6 puts it, uh, consider the ant. Uh, boy, it, you just build on those blessings, you know, right. those beatitudes and, and really leaning into the will of God versus your own will. And so uh, all I can say is, wow, it has changed my life. It's changed all my relationships uh, in the sense of where I was two decades ago to where I'm at now. And, and, and there is a true sense of uh, peace and understanding that surpasses everything. And we can sit here for the next Ten years and and really go after that and even start even hitting the surface of what that is. Well, and for those who say I don't know what my purpose is, there's a nice general purpose for everybody: get wisdom, get understanding. That's right. Well, and and make sure you're being fed because again, that understanding and empathy is I'm going to say the number one need, spiritual need of a human being, mm-hmm. because it's like water, practically speaking. Uh, if if you're not going after that understanding on a daily basis through those spiritual, we'll say disciplines, Christian discipline like prayer and meditation and studying, and, and you're not going after that understanding with your neighbor, you're going to dry up quick. And we see that, don't we, John? We see so many people that kind of hit and miss church, uh, and, and they dry up, uh, and, and, and they don't realize what's happening is they're not getting that spiritual water they need in the sense of that understanding. So uh, when they're in the desert, let's say, spiritually, uh, what they need is understanding or that spiritual water that will really get them out of that, that misery. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, and uh, understanding is so important in our day and age where we have so many different cultures coming together. Yes. And so uh, if we don't purposely try to understand each other, uh, I look just around here where we live in Fort Morgan, and there's so many different ethnic backgrounds and and different cultural beliefs and, and all that. And if we don't purposely try to understand um, what who they are, what they believe, why they believe it, yes. where they come from, the cultural standards, all that kind of thing. Then we go to judgment uh, based upon our own feelings yeah. rather than trying to understand who they are from the way God right. created them. Yes. And we need to understand this in the Christian faith. There's three things that we must understand. And those three things are God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Father is direction. God God the Son is alignment. And of course, the Holy Spirit is the execution or the experience with all of the relationships. But first and foremost, you use a word beliefs there you said cultural beliefs you know as christians we need to come to one belief we must be on the same page of music with this and that's in genesis 1 26 27 and 28 uh, i i say it often probably too much for some but we have to understand that we are created in the image of god not only are we Every human being throughout all history that now exists are created in the image of God, meaning that God has created them intentionally with a purpose. And when we approach any human being, if if they're breathing, we are to see them through those lenses and not right. the cultural 
beliefs or lenses. And and that's kind of uh, in, in the name of diversity. Uh, if we don't get on the uh, in the name of diversity, what's happening is we start going, well, God's going to give me. I understand God this way. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. We have to come to some general principle, in the sense that it's so convictional to us that nothing is going to take us off of that. And we have to understand what that is. And we only go to the authority. We go to the first chapter in Genesis to understand God the Father's purpose. And if we understand that, the only way you can understand that is first and foremost is accept Jesus Christ because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and life. Anyone who sees the Father, you have to go through me. Mm-hmm. Well, once you have Jesus, don't forget then at that point, once you are being disciplined and you're learning and you're gaining understanding and the content of who Jesus is, that revelation is going to come. And that's exactly what happened with me, where then you're going to grow and mature. Then then you're going to say, oh, there's purpose. Oh, there is God's plan. And then you can get to the point where you get to Genesis 1, 26 and 27, and you, and you definitely see that throughout all history, God has a plan. Now, I did not say they're all Christians. Right. And and that's the challenge because relationship in the sense of who we are with God and others is we have choice. And God did not make us robots, and we understand that. So with that, we empathize with that, and then we lean saying, I am the one who has, has been created. <laughs> and we have to humble ourselves because mm-hmm. we are the ones – in fact, we had a little conversation before this – we're the ones that God has created, and we are to follow his direction, God the Father, and then align ourselves up with Jesus Christ. And when uh, the Father and the Son comes together, of course, Jesus said, one is to follow, here comes the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And you're living in, in the understanding of that, and then that's where true peace and true blessings and everything that, that God promises, over 6,000 promises in the, in the Scripture, that truly become your reality. Um, talking about empathy here, and and on Sunday you um, introduced uh, an acronym, yes, or an acrostic, uh, three letters that uh, we're all very familiar with, although you used them in a different way. And I called letters. it a puzzle. A puzzle. There you go. <laughs> you uh, you use the letters FBI. Yes. And in this case, it does not stand for Federal Bureau of Investigation, right. but rather uh, for feelings, boundaries, and impartial or unbiased listening. Let's talk a little bit about that and Each one, yeah. uh, from the standpoint of empathy and and what those letters mean and why it's important. Yeah, and Paul in the book of Ro- uh, Romans uh, chapter 12, you know, I use that verse rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep definitely implies feelings there. Right. And so with that, you know, and I, and I I called out our couples. You know, especially couples, uh, whatever that might be, uh, you must have the ability to feel. And because that's one of the greatest challenges that we have in our society today in America is the, the young boys are literally taught not to feel. Feelings are, are not for you uh, and make sure that, you know, you suppress those. Well, when we suppress those and they become oppressed, uh, that's the definition for slavery because we're not truly living in how God has designed us and we're putting those uh, behind some uh, locked doors and they're in prison, if you will. And we're not using them properly in the sense of who we are in that other person. Uh, We are missing out on a, a large part of life. Now, 
with who I am in my personality, there might be a little bit a deeper conviction with that. But at the same time, uh, how important is it that I do feel as a pastor? You know, how important Absolutely. is it that I feel with my wife and vice versa, where we can truly have that togetherness and that bonding, because then we have understanding. And and when the Bible says you you've got to defer your feelings or your preferences, I should say, what you're doing is you know. Rather than reacting off off of your feelings, you're trying to figure out your feelings together where you can come together and truly uh, have bonding in any relationship with, mm-hmm. you know, different priorities and, and stuff. And, and once you have empathy, uh, that's where commitment and engagement comes in. Uh, you know, people always, they often share, goes, how, I feel so connected with you. Well, I have the ability to say this is your time and my time together and so i have the ability to take those feelings that happened two hours ago set them aside whatever that might be and say i'm here with you Mm -hmm. i'm just so focused because god has given me this moment and this is all i have i'm gonna make it the best i can and i'm gonna do that by deferring experiences and feelings and everything that that is so that i can truly be with you whatever that relationship might be but the next part of that is so important, and that is boundaries, <laughs> yes. setting healthy boundaries, both for yourself and for that other yeah. person. And, and you know, we know of many situations. I've been in situations myself <laughs> where um, I've allowed myself to get too deeply uh, yes. into the feelings and then had a hard time getting back out of them when I recognized that I was too deep in. Um, and so we have to learn how to set boundaries. And I think of the great commandment because we love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Well, each one of those dimensions, if you will, you have to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to have understanding in the sense of, you know, where do I empathize and where do I come out of it? Because if you cannot come out of it, and, and many I have many coaching sessions or perhaps counselings, uh, that uh, that there's many children involved. My 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 son, who I love, Joshua. You know, he ha- he has challenges, and in, and he's 30 now. And as an adult child, uh, he's dealing with some things. And it'd be very easy for me to fall into that and just try to save, mm-hmm. uh, and try to and then fall into the the pity of that and everything that that is. But uh, as a human being, to keep myself healthy and those boundaries with my own children, adult children, I, I have to have the ability to come out so I can be effective in my other experiences and relationship. So boundaries, of course, uh, you know, the the greatest resource out there, my uh, opinion and even some of my research is Henry Cloud mm-hmm. and his uh, his partner uh, Townsend, John Townsend. John Townsend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, wow, they have and just... The whole series of boundaries Just books. knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And boy, if you're listening to that, I would read every one of their boundaries books along with anything else they have. But going back to the feelings too, don't don't forget how do you learn feelings? There's a there's a great movement going on right now, John. Have you heard of EQ? Mm-hmm. Going back to feelings real mm-hmm. quick to give you some something practical here. You know, that emotional um, quotient quotient if you will, the EQ rather than IQ. Uh, there's some great material to understand your feelings. Uh, and I would lean into that, uh, uh, be open-minded, but be discerning with it, uh, and learn feelings and how to usually, u- or excuse me, how to use your feelings to truly uh, trigger proper emotions, because feelings and emotions and moods are all different. But once you understand how to use feelings 
to project proper words and, and deeds, do certain things, uh, then you have the ability to trigger feelings on other people and make them feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, the, right before we came on the air here, you shared an email that somebody shared with you, and you said, man, it just made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it's all about right there. Right. And we use our words, once we understand ourselves, for others to trigger uh, emotions that we can connect with. Because if you understand part of communication, part of that is emotionally connecting with another person health in, in health mm-hmm. or health with health excuse me with healthy boundaries healthy so boundaries. we we have to understand our own feelings in order to set healthy boundaries yeah. with our own feelings that's right so that we don't fall in i like to use the the picture of uh you're in a lake and you're drowning and i'm in the boat and i have a choice to make um i can either jump into the water oh yes with you and then you know anyone who's ever seen that happen knows that usually what happens is the drowning person ends up drowning both of them or i can stay in the boat and get you the life preserver and say grab on i'm bringing you in yes um that's the boundary then uh, where i can truly uh be in that with you but help you at the same time rather than falling in too deep yeah and and boundaries uh we have to make sure that it's well understood because we could use the word law here. We could use, uh, you know, these rules and regulations, yes, but understand that grace and tolerance and flexibility that goes first and foremost with that in your own life, but then also in those relationships because those other people in front of you have a different purpose. Uh, they experience feelings different than you do. So those, those boundaries, uh, as I shared with Micah, Micah 7:11, the day for the building of your walls or those boundaries is now in that day the boundary shall be uh, far extended it says and that's grace making sure that your boundaries also have margins or grace and very flexible so that you can be a very approachable and flexible person as well. But why? Because with boundaries, you can become black and white and thinking. And that's where then we get in a lot of trouble. And then you become unapproachable because nobody wants to be around those type of people because they're not flexible. So boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. And again, I'm going to go straight to Henry Cloud as that channel uh, of just a great uh, channel for what that truly is well unhealthy boundaries do not bring bondage they bring freedom by having one five isn't it yeah having (laughs) those healthy boundaries you have freedom yeah so well and then the uh, third in the fbi is and this is probably where people at least i do yes uh, at times struggle the most and that (laughs) is impartial impartial or unbiased listening that's right and this is where you have to be intentional because when we're just kind of sloppy with hearing and not being intentional i have to be intentional with listening and and that means that i i'm i've got to be intentional with clearing out all of my unbiases that's what we mean by uh, impartial listening set those culture cultural excuse me biases and and practices and whatever might be your uh prejudice or or bias 
we've got to set them aside because typically we're not listening because what are we doing, John, if you think about it? When we're in conversation, oftentimes, we're just waiting for you to shut up so I can say what I need to say. Take a breath so I can... So I can be right. Right. (laughs) And so, of course, Proverbs 18.13 says, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is the folly, it is their folly and shame. Mm -hmm. Wow, that little verse there, that little nugget, that piece of wisdom my goodness um i need to listen to more as you're but you know wow that is so powerful because we have to learn to listen with empathy Mm -hmm. and that impartial listening is exactly that uh i mean our whole world revolves on partial listening that's why Uh, Fox News has their channel that's why cnn has their channel and they're hoping that those biases will Keep that, uh, you know, that separation that, uh, you know, that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the the separation or uh, the dichotomy of that, uh, to, to use a, a, a grander word. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not willing to listen anymore because of all the beliefs and biases and, ah, it's, we have to truly be intentional here. And as I shared on Sunday, if you recall, John, I said, if this is not in place no leadership for you right right (laughs) denied it just doesn't it's not reality if you call yourself a leader and you don't have this i I would i would sit down with you and have a pretty good debate with you well it's listening to what you're really saying rather than what i think you're saying yeah that's right i love the uh uh, quote from abraham lincoln i use this all the time but uh where he says it's better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt yes i think i used that a couple of uh, you use that quite often and it Mm -hmm. it sparked me to use it in one of my devotions a couple months ago that's right yeah yeah i love that (laughs) uh well as uh we're running short on time here um uh, want to remind folks about the the core verse here today, Matthew five eight. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Yes, so important. Um, so we have some questions here that we want to leave with folks to uh, chew over and to spend some time meditating on, to talk with others about. And um, number one is in your life experiences, have you ever felt misunderstood or not listened to? And why do you feel that way? All right, I'm gonna add that part in. Number two, what is the difference between empathy and sympathy? Because it's so important we have to understand that. And then number three, what three character components are necessary for empathy to be a reality? And that's what we were just talking about, FBI, those three things. That's right. So empathy, as, uh, as you said uh, at the beginning, your, your life verse, yes. uh, the beginning of wisdom is get wisdom. Get yeah. understanding, even if it costs you everything you have. Yeah. And, and you will see God. And seeing God comes out of John 4, just, just to wrap things up here. John 4, God said, Jesus said that God is two things, direction. We all want direction in life and energy or spirit or the breath of life. You will see God in the sense of how Jesus was truly communicating that in John chapter 4. That's a great place to wrap it up right there. My thanks to pastor and author Drake Hunter. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. And uh, join us again next week right here on Wonderfully Weird Living. 
Thank you for joining us this week on Wonderfully Weird Living. Get your own copy of Drake's book, Wonderfully Weird, by logging on to www.wonderfullyweirdliving.com. Also, let us know if you have any questions or comments via our email address, wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. For author and pastor Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters. We'll see you next time.